0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology, with tech stuff from
1: HowStuffWorks.com. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Log on to AudiblePodcast.com. Stuff Today for details.
0: Hey there everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor at How Stuff Works, and sitting next to me as always is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. <laughs> yeah, um, did you uh did you get that message I sent you? Uh,
1: you know, um I I would have received it, but uh my smartphone was confiscated i'm not allowed to have it anymore
0: (laughs) you know that was almost true of somebody else that uh actually everybody knows what we're talking about
1: yeah yeah this cute segue stuff doesn't work well for us does it
0: no no. so we're
1: talking about our uh our newly elected president in the united states barack obama who as you may know is something of a blackberry fan yeah okay Uh, admittedly
0: Critics of uh, President Obama have talked about his celebrity status and how the media spends a lot of attention to it. And I admit, I'm a little surprised by how many BlackBerry stories there have been about whether or not he'll be able to uh, to keep the little machine that he has fallen so obsessively in love with, apparently, that he cannot leave it alone. Um, but And, and so when I was talking to Jonathan about what we wanted to do for the podcast, I thought, you know, we should talk about why this is actually a big deal and, you know, why it matters whether or not he's allowed to keep the BlackBerry.
1: Right. You know, the times, they are a changing. So uh, we're talking right now about a president who was growing up around the whole technological revolution to the point where, you know, a lot of these things are, are things that he's very familiar with. That's, that's new to us. You know, the, the presidents we've had in the past, You know, of course they were aware of the technology, but they didn't depend upon it while they were, you know, rising up the ranks in the political system. So it wasn't so relevant to them personally. Uh, Obama, it's a different story. So we're starting to see, we're already starting to see some clashes between Obama's new administration and the way things are traditionally run in DC. And the BlackBerry is a good example of that. So why would Obama have a problem keeping his BlackBerry as president?
0: Well, this one actually is a lot less uh, technologically related, as you might think. Right. Um, it's actually more of a, a, a national security matter.
1: Sh- um, yeah.
0: And, and when you think about it, if you know anything about uh, how email works, um, you know that in general, most of us send you know, plain, unencrypted emails from place to place, and they go from machine to machine and – Anybody can get hold of them technically. I mean, if you're really trying to, sure, it's it's not easy to get hold of it. But if you know what you're doing, it's
1: possible you can do it. Mm.
0: Um. So the, you know, the government agents are concerned that foreign foreign espionage uh, experts might be able to get their hands on unencrypted emails. Yeah, it could be a uh, total
1: twenty four type scenario, and we'd have to call in Jack Bauer, right? And he's definitely not the liberal type.
0: <laughs> and then there's that whole. Oh man, I just hit reply to all. Yeah,
1: that would not be good if you're president of the United States and you're replying to, you know, you don't you don't want something like that going out to everyone, but but even beyond that, there's uh an actual act that we have to keep in mind, which is the Presidential Records Act of 1978. Oh yes. Now, this act says that the that correspondence, official correspondence uh from the president that has to do with uh government matters is public record. You 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 anything you send out as president that involves the your know, policy or government, that's public record and it has to be uh, you know the public has to have access to it. The Freedom of Information Act also plays into this. So with that in mind, you can't, you know, having an email, if you send out a, a sensitive email to someone, you know, where's the line between the personal email and the this is in your capacity as president of the United States does this mean that someone has to read over every single email message you send and receive to determine whether or not this is a matter of public record um the answer to that by the way is yes someone yep. does have to look that over yep um and uh and it's interesting because that was that was one of the reasons why uh actually that was the main reason why our our previous president uh, W why he gave up Email. In fact, it was actually – it made the news that he gave up email. He sent an email message out to uh, to his friends and said that – essentially, I'm paraphrasing here. Right. But that he enjoyed having these uh, conversations in cyberspace with everyone. But out of concern for uh, the this act, the Presidential Records Act, he had to quit using email because he didn't want anything to come to light that might be embarrassing for someone because he felt that the media were kind of – uh Scrutinizing him to a level where that would just be a matter of time, it would just take uh, you know sooner or later there 's going to be some email message that would uh, be shown to everyone in the world, and you know it could potentially be embarrassing uh, whether it was intentional or not so uh, yeah he famously gave up email now Obama seems to be of a different mind he He really has embraced um, cyberspace in a way that no other president has.
0: That's true. Um, there was a lot of online marketing as far as his, uh, campaign strategy was concerned. You know, he used Twitter or his campaign, I should say. Obviously, he was a little busy. He uh, needed a little help with all these different uh, media, but he had Twitter and uh, email and all kinds Facebook of uh, SMS,
1: um, iPhone
0: apps. Exactly. Um, so that that was sort of unprecedented, too, using uh, new media to reach out to so many people during a campaign. And I think we'll probably see that from virtually every campaign at virtually every level going forward, in um, at least in the next few years. And, and- maybe not immediately, but.
1: And, of course, he, he depends on his BlackBerry for more than just email. Uh, he uses it to stay connected to the outside world through things like reading up news articles and getting news in an unfiltered way. Um, I, I've heard it said that you know, he, he uses it so that he prevents himself from being caught in a bubble where you know, information that gets to him just you – know, it's just the information people want to get to him. This way he has a more direct connection to the outside world to, to maintain that kind of uh, perspective. And uh, that, that was interesting to me. So here we are. Uh, what's the status now? Well, it's kind of in flux. Uh, we – according to Robert Gibbs, who's the, the uh, press secretary, he says that Obama will get to keep his BlackBerry.
0: Well – Maybe not his blackberry. Well, a blackberry. Actually <laughs> from what I from what I have read, there it seems like there may be a possibility that he'll get two This is true. There yes. is um his personal blackberry, which right. uh he uses basically to keep in touch with his friends. And maybe and senior staffers. Staff. Yeah. Um and uh you know, that would probably be his BlackBerry. Right. And then there's another machine that he might use to communicate more sensitive matters. But this can't be a standard BlackBerry. Right. And there's a couple reasons for that. Um, uh, The company that makes the BlackBerry, Research in Motion, uh, is located in Canada, which goes back to the national security thing. A lot of their, their servers, a lot of the messages go through their servers. Actually, I think all their messages go through the servers. And that means if it's leaving the United States borders... Um that's a matter of some concern.
1: Right. But you never they, know when those Canadians could invade.
0: <laughs> but they do uh they do offer a two hundred and fifty-six bit encryption model in right. some of their their uh their machines. And um I think there it's possible that they may be creating a custom uh encryption scheme just for the president. However, there is another option too that he might get.
1: Yes. Actually there's a couple, but the one that uh the one that most people I think more people I've heard of than the other is the Sectera Edge from General uh from General Dynamics. And um
0: And they make a lot of stuff on government contracts, some really high tech, you know, technology stuff from from a lot of different kinds of environments, not just, you know, handheld technology
1: types. Right. Stuff. But the uh the Sectera Edge is one of those that uh, has been rated as being acceptable for top secret voice communications. And uh so and secret email and web browsing so that would be very important uh from a national security standpoint um it's if you've never seen a picture of this thing it's not the sleekest handheld device you've ever seen it's actually kind of chunky looking um not the the aesthetics are not were not as important as the uh the how it worked i guess
0: well, you know, it doesn't have to be as long as it's secure. Well, you know, that's sure, the big thing but
1: here. I mean, come on. Have you seen Obama? The man has style. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. I'm all right. just saying. Now, granted, okay, that limo, little chunky.
0: Well, true, but it's also an armored truck underneath there.
1: You have a fair point.
0: Um, Whatever machine ends up being the official handheld communication device that the, that the president uses, um, it's going to have to – anybody who receives an email from it is going to have to have some kind of compatible encryption technology. And uh, by that, I mean um, if you've read our article, How Encryption Works, uh, it, there will be a public key and a private key involved. So whoever uh, – Uh, President Obama sends a message to, he'll have to have the appropriate encryption key to send to them, otherwise it's going to show up as gibberish uh, on whatever device they use to read it. Um, So it's going to be very thoroughly encrypted and uh, there will have to be the um, appropriate uh, software installed on the receiving end in order to uh, receive and decrypt it properly.
1: Yeah, this is another good point. Um, One of the concerns people might have about any kind of portable device that connects to the internet is that theoretically uh, you could set it down and someone else could pick it up and then they have access to everything you've sent and everything that was sent to you. Now with the president, that's not as big a concern because he happens to have all these big burly secret service guys around him all the time and And they don't tend to let that happen.
0: And he probably wouldn't – you know. Say leave it on the bus, or you know. it
1: would not be likely no, uh, especially with the way he's treated his blackberry so far. I mean, if you've seen pictures, that thing seems to be in his hands pretty often, but uh beyond that, so yeah he he wouldn't you wouldn't have to worry about him setting it down, but what about the people he sends messages to?
0: that's true so
1: if he emails you know Joe Bob and Joe Bob happens to put his phone down for five minutes then turn around and it's gone. Well, now you've got a whole new issue on your hands. You can't put Secret Service agents around every single person that Obama may or may not send email messages to. That was one of the big, big barriers to the whole BlackBerry issue in the first place.
0: That's true, but um, you know that could, that could go for virtually anyone else. I mean, any other White House staffer or uh, CIA or FBI agent, you know, sure. there, or even someone who carries around a briefcase. I mean, we've had issues where. Um, Government information has been taken, uh, the Los Alamos National Laboratory, a few years ago when they had that uh, laptop computer go missing. Right. Um, you know, anyth- anything like that, uh, any form of information that can be actually recorded in some way. You know, taken out of the building. That's
1: a good segue into, into what, uh, another thing I just wanted to touch on briefly, which was the state of technology in the White House when the Obama administration came in. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because, uh, that was, that also made the news. Uh, Again, Obama's administration, the, the campaigners and everyone involved were used to this sort of high tech kind of approach to, to making contact with the public and keeping in touch with each other. And so, they come to the White House and then they find out there are hardly any laptops in the White House. And again, part of that is because it's easy to – or fairly easy to abscond with a laptop. At least it's easier than a desktop. True. So hardly any laptops. No Macs. Boy, that got a big response. Yeah, apparently
0: the uh, the Obama campaign used Macintosh computers. Well, no one's perfect. And then they ended up uh, – you <laughs> you're trying to perpetuate that, aren't you? Kind of. Um, <laughs> And uh they ended up on, what was it, what, Windows 2000 machines? Yeah, they, they
1: said that the, the Windows machines, everything was running software that was at least six years out of date. Wow. Uh One aide said that it was like going from an Xbox to an Atari 2600. Well, you know. In their defense, I understand a little bit about where that's coming from because
0: um, I worked for a very large company before I came to How Stuff Works, and we were using, even years after XP came out, we were still using Windows 2000, and the reason they were doing that was because everybody in this very large company was using Windows 2000. It was running smoothly. They had the package exactly the way they wanted it, and there weren't any big hang-ups with it, and I would imagine, especially in an environment where security is an issue and you have everything pretty much stabilize the way you like it, uh, you know, kind of loath to change the technology.
1: No, it totally makes sense because again, think about it this way. Uh, hard copy information can be stolen, can be copied, all that kind of stuff. But you have to get into the physical location where that stuff is in order to do that, right? True. So with electric uh communication you don't have to do that no you know you can be com- you could be on the other side of the world and find a way into an el- electronic system and uh intercept messages and and things of that nature so you know on the one hand you're like how can the United States of America arguably the one of the most advanced countries on the face of the planet how can it run its government using this old out of date software but on the other hand you think well how safe would it be if they were using you know, brand new technology. Would it would it really be prudent to use that, uh considering that there are people out there who might be a little interested to know what's going on in the White House at any given time? True. So
0: True. But I, I do understand that they had, you know, all the W's on the keyboards. But they did have eight years to replace them after right. the uh yeah. Clinton White House staff removed all the W's when W got into the office.
1: Yeah. Wah, wah, <laughs> wacky politicians. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean it will be interesting to see. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what the White House looks like from a technological point of view at the end of Obama's administration. I mean will we see major updates to the software and the hardware or will they choose to keep these what some people would call antiquated systems uh, because there's a, a measure of security involved just by using those. Um, I, I don't, honestly I don't know the answer to that. I would I would expect there'd be some kind of you know area in between.
0: I would imagine that uh, given what we've read about uh, about the administration and the, the needs of the White House going forward, I would imagine that if you are a security an electronic security expert at the NSA, your job is pretty safe
1: probably yeah i also <laughs> don't think be we'll be involved. seeing uh, microsoft surfaces on all the tables no. or anything like that anytime no. soon so at least not
0: heavily unless they're heavily encrypted
1: right yeah so that you know essentially you're just looking at blocks and you're like i don't know what any of this is um yeah it'll be Some interesting code. it'll be interesting so but it's a brand new world i mean we've got a president who for the moment at least, appears to, to have the go-ahead to use an electronic device to send email. Um, that's new. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, you know, It might help Obama in the long run because he, he'll be seen as someone who is very responsive and can stay in touch with the outside world and is not just kind of sequestered away. Or it could come back to haunt all of us if the worst should happen. So that's true. time will have to tell. But uh, – you know what? I've got something else we can talk about. Okay. I've got some listener mail. Oh, but really? Before we go into it. Okay. I think we should thank our sponsor,
0: our sponsor, that Man. would be Audible.
1: Yes, it would be. So www.audiblepodcast.com slash tech stuff. If you sign up there, you get a free download. They have thousands and thousands of audiobooks in their, in their library, and uh, there's some great stuff in there. So we thought we would recommend a couple of books. Chris, why don't you recommend one?
0: That's true. Um, you know, no telling whether or not uh, President Obama will be listening to audiobooks on his uh, NSA security enabled portable. I'm sure it's got a nifty acronym. Right. Um, but um, if you were going to use your free download and you were interested in finding out what makes uh President Obama tick, you might check out uh, Dreams from My Father: A Story of Race and Inheritance. Uh you know, it's a it tells a lot about him growing up and it's narrated by the President of the United States. Wow. So uh, that uh, that would be a good choice if That's- you're interested in learning more about the person using
1: the Blackberry. Excellent. And I have a recommendation for what could go seriously, seriously wrong with technology. Okay. Um, okay, so it's a horror novel. It's not oh. real. But it's Cell by Stephen King, <laughs> narrated by Campbell Scott. So Cell is a story about a computer virus that people uh, encounter on their cell phones. That then causes them to go bonkers and start chopping each other up into tiny bits. So, um, hey, you know, there's a, there's a worst case scenario for you. That
0: would be interesting if that happened to the government.
1: Yeah. Well, you can get either of these or one of 50,000 more books for free by signing up at www.audiblepodcast.com slash tech stuff. And now listener mail. So this listener mail comes uh-huh. to us from Benjamin Ivey. Uh, I, in the interest of full disclosure, he and I have a Facebook past. Benjamin writes to us and says, Last Christmas, I bought my brother several small gifts, a t-shirt, used sci-fi books, and his favorite snacks. Rather than simply placing these items under the tree, I took his GPS device and hid them all around our town. I gave him the coordinates to find the first gift. Each gift was placed in a bag, along with the coordinates to find the next gift. It was super fun and made for a very memorable Christmas. To do this, I would recommend hiding them in not too public places, yet still accessible from a car. Also, to keep track of the coordinates, you have to hide the last gift first and work backwards as you cash them. Um, that's a great idea. It's very fun, very uh, entertaining. A couple of just tiny reminders. Um, if you're hiding them in a city, make sure you're not going to put it someplace where people are going to freak out and think that you're putting a bomb there. Uh, you may need to get permission from someone to hide something someplace. And as he points out, don't put it in too pu- public a place or anyone could come by and pick it up. I don't know what happened to that. 24 megapixel digital camera is
0: right. stuck in the trash can over there.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I could have sworn they picked up trash on Thursdays, <laughs> not Wednesdays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you very much, Benjamin, for the email and for the suggestion. That's a great idea. I love the whole scavenger hunt thing. Very cool. Yeah. So if you guys want to write into us, you should definitely give it a, give it a go. We love getting that email. It's uh, podcast at howstuffworks.com. And if you want to learn more about anything we've talked about, you can check out HowStuffWorks.com, and we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?